Hello and welcome to Stay Sane with This is season two, interviewing local legends of Dorset. Tune in every Wednesday at 11am to help you and your business thrive, not just survive. And let me introduce my guest. Just bear with me, a little technical issue, and here we are. <laughs> Let me introduce my lovely guest here, who I've just muted by mistake, <laughs> Sarah Francis. Thank you so Hi. much for joining us. Thank you. Lovely and to be here. You own the wonderful Malula mind and mind body and spirit mm-hmm. um company doing yoga blissful days um and weekend retreats in the UK yes you've been in the industry for nearly 20 years now with yoga meditation healing and therapies um and of course running your wonderful yoga retreats around rural Dorset it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, oh, you inviting me, Jane. It's lovely to be here today. Thank you. And this is episode one of Local Legends. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Well, I'm uh, a mum. I've got three children. They're all pretty grown up now. My youngest was actually 18 yesterday. So I guess I'm kind of now in the grown up children living at home um I live over just north of Dorchester uh in Dorset and yeah I've been working um in this field since 2004 and then I finally made the full transition into it in 2007 so I I used to work in fashion um that was my training that's what I'd done all through my life that was my passion um done that working in London and things and then um 2003 moved to Dorset and um yeah, I had a bit of an awakening. It, it had been building since about 1998. Things started to happen for me. It was quite um, yeah. quite strange, you know, how, how these things can start to sort of come in, you know, feeling energy and, uh, and also looking for alternatives for myself, um, having had children and having a few issues like, um, you know, digestive problems, allergies, and looking for alternatives like down the homeopathy route, acupuncture. And so when I then started to have these kind of experiences, I was, you know, it really opened up my sort of broadened my horizons on what was available. And then in 2004, I kind of, I had quite a massive sort of spiritual experience, basically, which changed my life. It happens a lot, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. And um, and my mom actually, she said, right, I think you should do a Reiki course because you need to try and frame this somehow. You need to try and find a way to sort of understand what's happening to you. And that was it. I was on a Reiki course within a few months in pool. And I, I, by this point, I'd moved to Bournemouth yeah for a couple of years and that was it really and then I did all my training um in in holistic therapies with uh, Denise Brown who has since moved away but she's an incredible um healer and therapist so I did all my training with her and then I'd always done yoga so I'd done yoga since I was quite young and then when I moved to London and had children I found an amazing um very spiritual yoga teacher so from the age of 25 I was lucky enough to sort of be introduced to that kind of 
more of the Indian philosophy and the sort of the yeah so I was really lucky there and then when I came to Dorset also found some amazing teachers in Bournemouth we are really blessed in this area even back then you know we're so blessed now and um so yeah so the the yoga um I, I actually started my retreats in 2011 um and um that was after moving and I was living on a farm and, and the guy um, who owned the farm, he just liked the idea of trying something like that, which again was just pure potluck. It was just so yeah. and, um, and And I wasn't actually teaching yoga at that point. Um, so I, 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 I had yoga teachers coming in to, um, to help me run the retreats. And I was doing more of the spiritual side. That was my route, really. I was kind of really into meditation. I was really into the healing. Um, and then I did my yoga training and, and, and yeah, the rest is history. So the, the retreats have been running for 12 years now, since 2011. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and so, and yeah, now I live here in this lovely little cottage in a sweet little village um, between Dorchester and Yeovil. I've only been here a year. And um, yeah, I'm a single mum and yeah, life is good and peaceful. And yeah, I feel really blessed to be doing this work and for, for to be doing it as long as I have, you know, and, and for it to sustain us, you know, as a family. I've been able to support myself and the children all these years doing this. Which and is that's, that's amazing, isn't it? Because yeah. within, um, within this business, the Harmony Business mm -hmm. Academy that I run, that's you know I'm a single mum as well with um, a therapies business yeah. that's my other business and then within the Harmony Business Academy I help um, women to be sustainable yes. in their wellness businesses because there's so many out there that aren't and it's really sad because if you love what you do you're passionate about what you do you're really good at what you do yeah it should be sustaining, right? It's really hard. And and, I, and as I say there, as I sort of tell you this sort of quick story, there was a lot of luck involved. But I also think that, you know, we, we it's not just luck, is it? It's I think not we, just we luck. Have, we have a yeah. path. Yeah, we have a path and we're here um, and we, we're, we're, we're invited really in, into this sort of work. Mm because we, we we're interested and then we find maybe we have a, a bit of a gift and then it grows and um yeah so I mean I teach Reiki as well I, I have a lot of Reiki students at the moment and and a lot of them are in that sort of transitionary time of trying to sort of give up the day job and move fully into yeah. working with the healing and, and it's it's quite scary especially when you've got children you know it's often a lot of women have yeah, families uh, you know sing whether single or in a relationship it's still that kind of big step isn't it of of um you know making that transition yeah it, it, we have to trust but also we have to be sensible we have to pay bills yes yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we have to be sensible I remember when I left um I worked at the London Ambulance Service previously oh, um yeah and I was doing this uh part-time and that part-time and uh I at one point I was like no this is it I have got to leave I cannot stand this anymore so I put my notice in but what I did is I I didn't have to give three months notice yes. but I said look this is what I'd like to do would you accept three months notice because I know if I hand it in then I've got three months to yeah. really build and work towards yeah and it and it worked and That's I've been yeah fully sustaining myself and, and my daughter and my house uh, really? for the last seven years 
yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough, but, you know, um, I mean, life is unpredictable, isn't it? We never know what's going to happen. So mm. if you have a job, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to keep that job. People, you know, mm. so it's just about um, stepping into it, isn't it? And feeling that power. And I, yeah. I do think when we make that commitment and that decision to do this work, there is another energy that comes along and supports us in that. And and if yeah. we're prepared to surrender and really listen to the guidance as well, I always say to my Reiki students, don't wait for the right moment. You know, don't wait yes. to have, okay, I'm, I've got 10 clients. Just do it. Just start, you know. And, mm-hmm. and as you did, you know, that do that sort of um, time when you're doing both. <laughs> the time when you're like okay both feet in both sort of yeah for a little while until until you feel brave enough to make that step fully but yeah. it's it's hard when you desperately want to do this kind of work and you feel trapped I think that I feel you know that's really difficult when you're having to get up and do a job that you're not enjoying knowing yeah. and wishing that you could work with the energies and help people um every day so, yeah Definitely. And that comes into a lot of mindset um, work and being and and kind of gratitude practice. Yes. Because I started to go down the pit of, oh, I hate the job. I hate the job. Mm. I hate going into London and all of this. And of course, what was it doing? It was keeping me stuck. So when I reframed it and changed my mindset around it, and I was like, actually, this is really positive. I get to go up to London. I love seeing the Shard every morning as I'm walking into work. Um, I love this. I love being so close to the Thames that I could just go for a little walk at lunchtime. (laughs) I love this. I love that. And then within, you know, probably a month, of doing all this gratitude practice I was able to hand in my notice that's amazing that's really good yeah that's it really does work doesn't it I think I was kind of lucky because when I started I was I was young my children were young I'd recently come out of a marriage um, and I kind of didn't have anything really. I was Mm. renting. I didn't have anything. So it was almost like I didn't have to make a leap from like having a, you know, because the trouble is when we build up to, you know, everything's, the bills are expensive, the car's expensive, then to make the leap. So I think I was quite lucky because I came in from sort of the bottom, you know, I literally had nothing to lose. And so, and because the children were all quite little, um, they, they, two of them weren't even at school when I started. So, you know, I kind of, I had that space to sort of build it up financially. I mm. wasn't taking a massive risk. And then yeah. over the years, as I say again, it, you know, there was just so much luck involved where I haven't had to take many risks. I do more now, now that I'm hiring big venues for retreats and things. I'm, you know, you, so it's my dog's ears poking up. <laughs> <laughs> You do. There is more risk involved, but obviously now I, I'm more confident in that because I know I'm. I've got the people that want to come. But you know, for, for running the retreats for years, um, it wasn't till 2017 that I took the risk of um, hiring a big venue and um, you know, sort of putting those that few thousand pounds in, and then fingers crossed that people are actually going to come. And thankfully, they did. But you know, it is it is hard, and I, I also um. I run uh, training days for people who want to run retreats. Um, I do that locally. That's really um, good. Yeah, it's been really popular. Um, and, it's, and, a yeah. bit of a, it's a bit of a jump, isn't it? I've, like I said to you, I, I'm 
I would love to start running retreats but it feels like a big jump for me to to do to to kind of create a retreat and to do all of the you know the hiring and the this and the that like I could put on workshops fine I'm really great at that but a retreat a three-dayer I don't know it's a it's It's a big jump from four hours right exactly exactly it's huge and it is that massive like oh my goodness this venue is going to cost me like well two three four thousand probably you know to find somewhere big enough um and um yeah are people going to come am I going to be able to cover my costs and so yeah I run I run retreats um a, a retreat like a, a workshop day basically and mm. yeah, at the end of the last one I did everyone was like you've just given away like all your secrets but you see that that's the um that's the gift of a good teacher somebody that doesn't hide everything and it's more new earth business isn't it which yeah I resonate with I yeah, rather than kind of hoarding everything yes. feeling like yes. you know this is mine it's like well no this I want mine to... I'll give you this little tip yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you'll have to pay me for the next course and the next course and the next yeah, course yeah, yeah yeah no no this yeah. was actually like we did it for 30 pounds for the day oh, amazing yeah we did yoga gong and then a sort of talk that was meant to be an hour it ended up being about two hours because I <laughs> so much oh, yes yeah. And then I gave them all the class notes afterwards. And I see online, you know, quite a lot of the ladies that and guys that came, I've, I see their Instagram posts, they're all kind of going for it and, you know, trying yes. it. So that's great. And I think you do need to start with days. I think days is a good way to experiment with it and to build mm-hmm. up a little bit of a client base. But then, yeah, and I, I think a lot of people, a lot of yoga teachers do day retreats, but then stepping into the weekend is the next big step. Yeah. And do you find collaboration is the key with the longer weekends or I I used to well when I started obviously I was collaborating because I wasn't qualified in yoga teaching at that point so I had a lovely lady from uh, the perfect Jodi she used to come and do the yoga but over the years and and then um for 10 years um Preet Kaur who plays gong um she's like the guru of gong in the south she's amazing she teaches everyone as well so she was work we did all our retreats together but I was always she'd come in you know I was all I've never really shared like the responsibility or the the scheduling or the formatting it's always been a bit like something I've just done um I think because I've done it for so long I kind of have my know what works and I can get a feel for that but inviting people in has always been a big part of it and pre um in 2019 she's a kundalini yoga teacher and she just said Sarah I'm she wanted to start going her own way doing her own thing and there just wasn't time to come and help me so she she trained me so now I play the gong so so yeah that's amazing I do I have a team I have on a weekend retreat I I, you definitely need a team I I have a, a retreat manager who who does everything behind the scenes and then I obviously have the caterer and I choose caterers who can take the responsibility of all of it you know they turn up they serve it they they help at the end you know yeah. that um and um and then I have a team of therapists who come in and do things um but the but the yoga and the I found over the years that actually sometimes it's better for it to just be one person who's who's holding the space for like the yoga the meditation because when I sometimes it could it can feel a little bit like too many different energies for the for the group mm. 
But I think when you're starting, I think, and, and if you've got someone who works with you in a really similar way and collaborating, you're on the same level about yes. where you're coming from. Um, I mean, I've never had any issue. I, I still do have people come in. I have a lovely lady come and do Koya. I used to have a lovely lady come in and do some yin. But sometimes, especially when you're trying to do quite deep sort of healing work, the group quite like it to just be you so that it kind of flows yeah. on. We, almost yeah. like a cocoon a cave yeah, yeah. it's it feels safer probably than yeah. people coming and going yeah and and when yeah. when people is I mean if it's if it's quite a lightweight isn't really the right word to describe a yoga retreat but yeah. if you want to go too deep but I I run a lot of retreats for like um vagus nerve reset trauma healing nervous system people are coming with quite heavy yeah. uh issues sometimes and if they share something you kind of need to maybe then hold that space for them throughout so, mm. so yeah it, it, I think it can work both ways I think you know everyone works differently and that's just what's kind of evolved for me but um but yeah you definitely can't do it on your own <laughs> <laughs> no. you'd go mad right yeah, yeah. I, I have a tendency to spin too many plates and uh take too much on yeah, I used to do that I've got better and yeah. actually, when I've run retreats away a few times, I did one in Morocco. I've done a few in Devon. I don't need a helper because they 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 organise the catering. They organise everything for you, so you're just turning oh, up. Yeah, like so. There's a lot of retreat venues that are retreats, and you just literally go mm -hmm. in and you just hold your classes. But I'll still take someone with me, like a friend. Like I won't pay them. I'll just say, look, come come enjoy it have a free space maybe they have to pay 100 pounds or so for the food but just come and be there because at the end of the day you kind of need someone there for you because you've been holding space for everyone for like 16 hours you kind of need to just have a bit of a cup of tea and a oh can I just like tell you my stuff for a second yes <laughs> you can't do that you, you know obviously you, when you're with the guests you are totally putting yourself yeah. on hold you you emotions forget it stuff going on in your life forget it it's all got to go for that whole three days and um I can do that really well but if there's an option for someone to come along with me um I will take so that you can have a little download at the end yeah. of the day that makes total not sense not often, but you know not if I'm on a retreat and, and I've got my retreat manager then I'll make sure they're also someone that I can um you know have a little it's not, it's not any anything particular, but just to have someone you can go to and go, oh my goodness, I'm really tired. And they can say, look, I'll make you a cup of tea, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It is, um, it's full on. And you need to be prepared for that, I think, for that sort of intensity mm. to do a good job. So if we were to work together, what would it look like? So you, you've explained... Um, a little bit about the retreats, the, yeah. the retreat workshops, like learning how to do a retreat. So yeah. perhaps I'm, um, let's say I'm a client who has come across your website mm -hmm. and I'm really interested in what you do. Um, what happens next? Okay, so I would, uh, people do get in touch a lot and say, I'd really like to work with you. What what can I do? You know, people aren't always quite sure what's going to be best for them. Like I've got a mm. few people coming over the next few months for one-to-one -one work, you know, private private retreats where they'll stay locally and come to me because I have a treatment room at home. I'm in it today, you know. Um, and, and so that's sometimes an option, particularly for someone who's maybe had a really hard time and not sure how they'll manage in a group. 
So obviously group yeah. retreats are quite sociable. They don't have to be, you know, there's always an option just to take it easy. Um, but yeah, so we would basically, that would be the first thing. If someone wasn't quite sure how best um, to work with me, we'd go through those options, either a group. And then, you know, there's so many retreats that I offer, um, day retreats. I've just done a lovely one just last weekend in Dorset, two-day retreat with the option to either come for one day or two days. Um, no. And then there's the option to to maybe start with a day. A lot of people do that just to get to know me. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a big investment financially to go on a weekend. Um, I do some really affordable ones for like, you know, 400 pounds, but others, they're going up to like a thousand for, for sort of like three or four nights. Um, yeah. so people want to sort of check out, you know, if they if they connect, because it's all about that, isn't it? It's all about getting that connection with the person who's holding the space for you. Um, so, yeah, so that so we go through that and then look at all the different options, because I, I run retreats that all have very different feels. Um, I'm a bit nomadic. I'm not very good at staying at one place. I haven't, I used to run all my retreats in one place for six years. Yeah. There's so many now. And it, there's so many venues and areas and Devon and Cornwall and Morocco. And, and so we'd probably then look at, you know, um, which would be the right one. Because mm -hmm. you know, I have one venue, Middle Piccadilly in Dorset, which is tiny. It only has four rooms. And that's really nice for some people who are looking for something a bit more intimate. So yeah. if you day guests come on that, I'll invite a few non-residents, but there's only a maximum of eight. So for someone who's maybe a little bit introverted or... Yes, having that could a, be nice, couldn't it? Yeah, that's really nice. And and there's it's not kind of, there's no pool, there's no spa, there's nothing like that there. It's a really authentic retreat. It's been running since the 80s and it's family. Oh, wow. It's like super simple. But if you're looking for simple space lots of resting and deep healing that would be great and then I've got other venues that are um I've got one coming up in November at Launceston Farm near Blandford that's quite a, it's a bit bigger it's about 12 people it's got a pool a sauna it's much more luxurious um same sort of format but um that's an option and th but then I also do these uh the vagus nerve reset and nervous system trauma healing yeah. retreat Tell me a little bit more about that because obviously, yeah. um, well, not obviously, you might not know, I do um, sea dipping. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I I dip all year round yeah, and obviously that really helps um, the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I came to all of this last year um, because I found out that I have a little bit of a trauma disorder, complex PTSD. Um, so I didn't know I had it. It's been, uh, I've had it for many, many years. And um, something happened in my life last year that kind of was a bit, I call it my life earthquake. And um, mm. it caused me to really start to look at what was happening. And um, uh, so I started to look into, I, I got told I had this, I was having psychotherapy. And, and basically, my I've always worked in a way that what works for me, I'll pass on. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I've yeah. never just sat down, done a course, read a book. Oh, now I'm going to share that. It's like, no, this helped me. I promise you this works because it That's works. That's exactly the same as me, yeah. all of my therapies. Yeah. yeah. It's always the same. And if I do something new if I for myself, I get really excited, like, oh, this is so powerful. I need to share it with everyone. You know, this is so great. Yes. <laughs> this is like going to transform things for you. So that's always been what I've done. So, so I feel like actually on a very deep spiritual level, I was given this trauma um, in order to 
heal and transform. Obviously, you know, it's an ongoing journey as it is for all of us. I think we've all got a spectrum of trauma, everyone, haven't we? Yes. From mild to severe, we're all living in that sort of world. Um, but yeah, so I, everything I was doing for myself and all the research and the work I was doing, I then started to put into a retreat, which I ran the first one back in May. Um, it was so popular, it fully booked. It was just a day. I'm doing another one in October, a two-day one, because I knew you know, it was so popular again. I think I've only got four spaces left. And then next year, I decided to put it into a residential. So that had been an idea for quite a long time. I thought I really, I'd always known I want to do something a bit deeper to really help people with their traumas. But now that I've kind of framed my own experience into understanding trauma disorders, trauma responses, survival mechanisms, and this vagus nerve reset, which is the magic, isn't it? You know, this yes. is how we actually can give you a tool, whether it's um, cold water therapy or breath work, um, all kinds of exercises. I've re I've been studying polyvagal theory, um, really getting into this and finding, wow, this is, and I, because I have emotional flashbacks, which are, are now luckily almost non-existent, thankfully, um, after sort of 15 months of really intense work. Um, so again, I can, I can say it works because I was yeah. getting a lot of a lot of them. Um, I can if I if I feel something coming on in my own body, I recognise my body's holding that. I can try something out. I'm like, oh wow, that really works. Um, so so yeah, it's really exciting because again, it's um it's finding something that you can offer people and they can put it in their healing toolkit, take it home, and bring it out when they need it. Because often, you know. Sometimes I, I found a few years ago on retreats, I used to do a meditation at the end of each one to say, take your retreat home with you. Don't feel that this is something you're coming and yes. doing. three day thing or a day thing. And then you're just going to go home to life. It's like we've got to try and sort of alchemize, haven't we? And sort of bring that energy into everyday life um, to help yeah. us manage. Because otherwise, yeah, you feel great for two or three days. You go home, you feel great for another two or three. And then the phone rings or the email or the something, you know, mm -hmm. happens, and bam, you're back in it. So it's about this vagus nerve work feels like it's really powerful to offer people as something that they can take home. And I'm also... Um, I've made a few videos, I've been putting them on my Instagram channel, um, little snorts, short sort of uh, reels, um, for yeah. some of the resets that you can do. And then the plan is to make a sort of a full YouTube video uh, that I'll then hand out and give to anyone who comes on the retreat so that they can go home and keep working with it 20 minutes a, a few times a week, perhaps, or a few minutes a day um, to try, because you can eventually, um, you know, heal, heal this. And, 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 and just to know, you can be driving along in the car and suddenly you start to feel a trigger or you're heading into a meeting or the headmaster's office mm. or something, um, and you know, oh, I remember that little breathwork thing, or I'll do that little ear massage, or I'll, yeah. I'll tell, you know, because I think we're recognizing now that for a long time, certainly in my work, it was all about positive thinking and positive affirmations and that that was what you did to try to heal. But I think we're recognizing now that that is not enough. And for someone who's got trauma, which is becoming more and more recognized as a real issue, we need physical uh, tools that we can use um, to try yeah. to bring the body. It's that dysregulation, isn't it? And the nervous mm. system needs to find that balance. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, next year I put quite a few dates in for that. So that's going to be great. 
That is amazing. Well, thank you. Um, Have you got any kind of advice or tips for the audience that they can implement immediately? Um, What I like to do in this kind of section of the show is to hand out information that can, you know, like a simple breath work, something that's free that's there for all of us um, because there's so much and a lot of people just don't know about it do they yeah 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 I do have one I had had a video go viral on Instagram it's had like hundreds more than 150,000 views or something and yeah and and so I'm like well this people are really getting something from this it's had an unbelievable I've had like a thousand followers on my Instagram in a month I mean I didn't plan it it was a complete fluke but it makes me think wow this is not only it's needed needed and this technique really works so shall I show it to you yes please (laughs) so basically it's a it's a combination of three um yogic breath works um and a pranayamas so basically I'm just going to mind the dog a second so if I try and talk you through this easily so basically I'll, I'll talk you through it and then I'll show you because it's, it's a yeah. little interesting. so you inhale for four breaths through your nose and you you're then going to tuck your chin in so do you know the chin lock the um the bander where you you tuck your chin right in and you share the sensation in the back of your throat so yeah. the vagus nerve travels down the back of the throat so it travels down the right side of the neck but also into the esophagus so by engaging the back of the throat there you're actually activating that you're going to hold your nose and then hold that in for four you'll then in lift the head and release the nose and exhale for six so it's kind of like also finding that longer exhale which is really powerful so and you're exhaling out the nose as well yeah so uh, we'll, yep. we'll do, i won't do it 10 times let's just do it twice do you want to do it with me now yeah let's do it yeah so inhale for four two three four Hold your nose, tuck the chin right in and hold, two, three, four. Lift the head, release and exhale, two, out through the nose, three, four, five, six. Let's just do it once more. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold your nose and tuck the chin right in. Feel that sensation in the back of your throat for two, three, four. Lift the head and release out the nose. Two, three, slow exhale. Four, five, six. Does that feel nice? I feel zen. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to yeah. do that 10 times. And I, I say to people, count it on one hand. So do one, two, three, four, five, to 10 times. And that really helps to bring some regulation to your nervous system, helps to reset. Um, so that's and that is one that you can do anywhere so I do it all the time I do it at night Mm. and if you're driving obviously I'm not going to suggest you take your hand off the wheel but you can just slightly do it because I I find often in the car that's um you know if I'm if my my car's a bit old and if it starts sort of making a funny noise or I hit traffic (laughs) one of my biggest (laughs) because I'm always breaking down um (laughs) so you can you can do it just slightly just slightly engage or you can just do the inhale for hold exhale for six um but that is really good you know and I I say to people um I'm like you know if you're at work or on a course and you just start to feel something run to the loo you know quickly do it in the toilet you know 
um, you can you can take that with you anywhere. And, it, and people say when I do the full vagus nerve reset on them, it takes about half an hour. People actually say they feel like I've given them some kind of tranquilizer or something. They're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so would this be good before or after a cold water dip or something completely separate? Yeah. I know the cold water is amazing. I would yeah. do it. You could probably do it before. You could yeah, do that. We normally do a little meditation. I lead a meditation or breath work or something yeah. beforehand. So this would be a good thing before yeah. and then a C dip. And then a C dip. Totally and then you reset. Totally reset. Yeah. And just do that regularly. And and the powerful thing is eventually, I'm sure you're finding it as well with the cold water you do start to regulate, you know, you start to yeah. feel over time that this is power, powerfully actually bringing some balance. Um, so mm. it's, it's like, and, and then there's a bit of space, isn't there? When you, when you kind of feel like your body, you start to get your body back a bit because it's so uncomfortable to feel that dysregulation in your body regularly. And then, yeah. and then that space, it, it, the, there's room for other things, other kinds of um, healing and, and work to release. It's powerful. Yeah. It's, it's, Yes, a lot of people that do the seat dipping and myself included experience when they're feeling kind of a little bit stressed. And then when we do the meditation, we go into the sea and when we come out, we're like a new person. Um, and and if you um, you have to time it right afterwards when it gets super cold that you have to make sure you get warm and you get something warm in you and maybe some food as well. <laughs> yeah, the old woolly hat. So if you time all of that right, you're buzzing for the rest of the day. You feel amazing. Yeah. I missed it this summer because this summer the, the sea hasn't been cold really, has it? And now I'm going this afternoon. Luckily, my children are all really into it. So I'm meeting my son after college and we're going down because um it's just now starting to cool a bit isn't it so you're starting to actually really get that kind of um yeah it's, it, it's euphoric it's absolutely euphoric I, I mean yeah we go all year and oh it was such an, a powerful part of my healing last year I was in there probably every other day throughout the sort of um up until April um and it was yeah. just a massive so I'm hoping one of the retreats I'm doing is near Charmouth down near um in West Dorset and we're, we're a 40 minute walk from the beach so one of the days we're going to go down and that's a good it, idea yeah and that's the first ones in March so it will be really cold that's the coldest month of the year isn't it March? yeah like, yeah you'll be yeah. around six degrees it might have started to come up a bit it might be eight degrees by then depending on I think it will be I think it will be a cold winter because this yeah. summer it the heat the sea didn't heat up as much Not as it much. did last year no, no so no. it is going to be a colder sea dipping winter for sure we're going to be high from the sea <laughs> we are we are gonna love it <laughs> oh that's great so do you have um, an offer or, you know, upcoming retreats you want to share with our audience? 
Um, yeah, so this is actually something that's coming up that is a little bit different from some of the retreats that I've been talking about. So I've um, recently teamed up with a lovely uh, healer called Adrian Lee, and um, he uh, does some he's does some trainings in clearing your Akashic records. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. So I did my training with him earlier in this year. And that's another thing that I'm bringing into my retreats next year, um, the trauma healing retreats that I'm doing uh, in March in June next year I'm offering the uh, clearing as a part of that because it's really powerful clearing karma um, so we, we've teamed up and we're starting to do some training courses together um, we've got I'm, I'm doing one in December which might be too late for when this goes out but we'll see it's on the 9th of December it's on my website but okay. on the 13th and 14th of January um, we're doing a weekend in Glastonbury together so on the Saturday we'll be clearing the Akashic records with Adrian yeah, he'll, he'll teach you how to do it on yourself. And if you're someone who is already a healer or a therapist, and you want to add another sort of string to your bow to help your clients, you can then you'll have the training and the qualification to help other people with that. Then on the Sunday, um, I'm sort of extending my Reiki uh, training courses that I do with a course specifically, it's called Activating Your Awakening. So it's about trying to help people really wake up at their third eye, whether they're already feeling that that's starting to happen for them or whether it's kind of, um, you know, something they're just really keen to uh, get going. I'm going to spend the day sort of working with that. And we're doing an early bird offer, which is a huge discount. It's 188 for the whole weekend. Um, and the full That's price... That's amazing. Uh, the full price will be, I think Adrian's Day will be 199 alone, and mine will be 99 So it's a really good deal. So you can book that um, for 188 and um, it's going to be lovely. And you can maybe book a place in Glastonbury and spend the weekend there. Um, we'll try and maybe if the weather's kind, we'll do a walk up the tour and a visit to the well as part of the, um, the at the end of the day with the group. Um, so I'm really yeah. excited about that. So, yeah, I hope that some of your audience might want to take us up on that offer. Yeah, I think I want to take you up on that <laughs> offer. <laughs> So yeah. this this retreat is for people that are going into the spiritual kind of holistic world, mm. but it's also for people who are already in there and maybe they're yeah. um, healers, practitioners like myself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we did a training day with Adrian back in July. I, I wanted to, I'd had some sessions with him because he'd been recommended by Diana Cooper and my dear friend, Pam Gregory, the astrologer, they both spoken really highly about Adrian. And I was like, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. So I had two sessions with him and I was completely bowled over by how rapid my healing journey suddenly kind of like increased, you know, it went into like sick gear. Wow. And um, and then I said to him, I really want to learn how to do this. I, I've, I, again, you know, I've, I've learned something that's amazing for me. I want to share this with my clients and yogis and retreat guests. And um, there was me and one other friend and we were like, we'll get him to come down and do a, a two to one, you know, a sort of like, yes. a day. and then I started to talk about it with, you know, obviously my social group is all very much therapists healers and everyone was like oh I want to do that and it <laughs> ended up being 14 of us and we're 14 and um amazing. Shamanic healers kinesiologists massage therapists 
quite a few of them are my Reiki students. A couple of ladies who don't really do anything like this, they were just interested and sort of came along. Um, so yeah, and we've all been working with it since. And um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's so powerful, this clearing. You can clear soul contracts. You can clear poverty contracts, military contracts, vows that you might have made in past lives. Um, so a lot of it is past life work to just clear karma. And um, I call it an energetic car wash. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're going into this kind of like car wash with all this like stagnant energy and you come out like fresh, clean. Oh, it just, you feel so much lighter. And, um, wow. and obviously as a healer or a therapist um, or just an ordinary person who's interested, um, when you start to get into this deeper spiritual work, there's, a, there's sort of a need to be more open at your third eye because obviously if you're mm -hmm. walking, past lives and you'll you you need to have that intuition quite well switched on to sort of uh, to get the feel as you're going through the clearing you start to get feelings you start to get senses and you know it's about learning to trust that um so that's the part that i'm going to be teaching um and also i'm going to go a bit deeper into helping people who have perhaps you know the sort of star seed idea of those of us who've come back to earth at this time as we go through yes. this transition um a lot of us have suffered trauma in past lives because of this work you know yes. most centuries we we Your know witch wounds yeah, yeah persecution brutality mm. as well as like you know being ostracized from society so i'm going to do some work on clearing around that as well to help specifically clear those kinds of energies that might create fear about standing up and speaking out those sort of like you know the great chakra closes like i i feel that this is my sole purpose but i'm a bit scared to actually start saying it and i might lose friends and you know so so um you know to help people kind of clear that energy as well that's amazing it's and it's I think it's so needed there's a huge awakening going on on our gorgeous planet mm. um and so many people are creating businesses that are are going to be or already are pillars of light and um, that are healing the the globe and the, the global collective it's so exciting I mean it's yeah. it's uncomfortable isn't it it's really uncomfortable yeah. what you're going through <laughs> I mean, I've kind of like, I've sort of moved quite far back now from like the world, if you know what I mean. I've kind of yeah. like got rid of the television and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, I suppose, that, you know, doing this work, we are surrounded by a lot of um, like-minded people, aren't we? But um, yeah. it make, that does help. I think over the last few years, you know, we've really found our communities and come together a lot more. But it's just mm. amazing that how many people now are starting to wake up and um you know we were saying um when we were chatting at the beginning when I started out this was so um it wasn't mainstream you know it was quite a unusual thing to do and a bit of a yeah. hippie thing you know and and now it's now just, it's quite a trendy thing trendy isn't it thing, yeah. and people say to me like you know well well there's just so many yoga teachers there's so many retreats and I was like yes but there's also so many people that want to do that it's not like we're saturated it's like you know mm. it's becoming pretty common to go for a treatment to go on a retreat I mean you know going on a spa weekend is now going on a yoga weekend you know it's like yeah um, going on a a Reiki course is you know it's I, I mean yeah when I I used to have to talk to my Reiki students when I started years ago about that discomfort that we can have around talking about Reiki but mm. now they sort of shrug their shoulders like oh yeah well Reiki's just you know everyone talks about it energy healing and um yeah. it's, it's not 
obviously there's still a little bit of that but it, it's um it's amazing what's happening and how many people are awakening and it's wonderful that there's so many workshops courses retreats events to help people start to put some framework around what is happening for them you know the teachers and the healers who've perhaps been through their awakening mm -hmm. got to a place where they've done a lot of their own healing and then they can invite people in and support them who were just beginning on that journey and hopefully guide them through it as best we can too yeah it's it's very very exciting mm -hmm. um exciting times we're living in um and I just want to thank you for one coming on the podcast but two for shining your light so brightly um, and helping so many people over the nearly 20 years that you have been in business. Oh thank you Jane for this lovely podcast that you're sharing I'm sure it'll help a lot of people as well. Oh I hope so yes thank yeah. you. Oh thank um, you Jane. So this air and whether you're listening or you are watching um Sarah's details are going to be above or below there'll be a link to her website and how to get in touch with her um and her offers so thank you so much for listening thank you <laughs> So thank you so much for watching Stay Sane with Jane. This is season two, Local Legends. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. So now we're going to shift gears a little bit and do a mindful meditation. I'm your host, Jane Scanlon, and I'll be taking you through a mindful meditation. As we've been talking about um, overcoming trauma on the podcast, Stay Sane with Jane, we're going to tune into this guided meditation, cultivating a sense of urgency to overcome trauma. So I invite you to just get comfortable and bring kind awareness to what this topic means to you, what visceral feelings it might bring up, um, and any positive or negative impact you may believe regarding this topic and just remember that there are plenty of other people out there that feel just like you about this subject there is no right or wrong here okay so this is a mindfulness exercise designed to help you overcome the harmful effects of trauma and give you a stronger sense of self-urgency and control over how you feel related to your trauma. As you listen to this exercise and all the mindfulness exercises, please remember 
you're in control of your experience and you can do as much of it or as little of it as you wish. No matter what kind of trauma you may have gone through, large or small, physical, sexual, mental, emotional or spiritual, our trauma involves an incapacity to stop a terrible thing from happening to you. Regardless of blame or misfortune, it involves an incapacity to stop something terrible. Sometimes this truth can wear on our psyche. So recovering from trauma may require that you, at some point, increase greater strengths and more capacities within. Remember how powerful you are and how important your decisions are. In this general way, it may also be useful to do this kind of work with a therapist. But on your own, with guidance from myself and your heart, we can work through this. There may be natural, common feelings or beliefs of entrapment, helplessness, immobilization. And to some degree, you may not feel like you can escape the awfulness of it. One thing that has helped thousands of others who live with incredible trauma is to be mindful of your own experience of what we call an agency. Of simply being able to make something happen with your own free will and a sense of empowerment. Build upon your agency one building block at a time until there's nothing you feel you can't take on. With your embodied strength and kindness that is always inside you. Another common feature of trauma is feeling fearful of communicating with confidence or assertiveness. So reflecting on experiences when we've done this several times in the past can also be useful. This can help us remember our best self. To know that we have the capacity to take on challenges with strength and confidence. This provides the mind with the belief that you are greater than your past, bigger than anything that's happened to you.
and that you are not your trauma. You are much more and that you can shape your future to be as bright and as healthy as you desire. Agency is just a fancy term for a feeling of being able to make things happen. If you feel a little bit powerless, helpless, trapped, immobilized, defeated or despairing, then this practice of agency can help you turn the tide. To reawaken the feeling of what it's like to make things happen, rather than be fearful of what might come next. So with that in mind, we will practice feeling a sense of agency in a guided mindfulness exercise together. So please find a posture that feels relaxed and alert. Breathe deeply through your nose, filling up your lungs, feeling your belly rise, holding it at the peak and then slowly releasing it through the nose until your lungs are fully deflated, pausing and then inhaling another two times. And now reflect on a time in your life when you felt really good about having attained a goal. What goal do you feel really proud of? What choices and actions did you make? What were some of the little things that led up to it? As you ruminate over that goal, over that achievement, consider how you've added value in situations or to other people from that achievement.
And now I invite you to reflect on some things that you get done over the course of a day that you might not even congratulate yourself on. But you do them nonetheless. Recall ways in which you influence others positively or how you've played a leadership role perhaps in a family or friendships or business bring mindfulness to some of the positive choices you've made all empowering experiences that lead to a greater feeling of accomplishment or agency. See if you can open to this feeling and let it fill you. Help it last and allow it to become more intense in your mind, your heart and your body. You have made things happen. You are competent. You are effective and you will continue to be so. Bring mindfulness to any other feelings that may arise around this achievement, like a sense of dignity or self-respect, perhaps the energy of possibilities. And if you happen to feel any resistance to this sense of success or worth right now, that's okay. It is completely normal. See if you can gently bring your mind back to remembering some of the good feelings that you felt in your life. Maybe after you've done something, something you're really proud of doing. Feel this sense of accomplishment. Allow it to sink in. And remember that you can tap into this feeling anytime you remember it. You can also sense what it will be like to accomplish more or to feel accomplished. 
even with the little tasks that you do every day. When you feel satisfied with meeting your goals or steps. These contribute to your well-being and the well-being of others. I invite you to open to the reality that you can build on a foundation of what you've already done or achieved. And step by step, you can build this agency. Let ease spread through your body and mind and release any pressure thin. If there's a sense of fragility somewhere within your consciousness, it can be useful to imagine nurturing a person And that person is holding you as a child, reassuring you that you have reached your goals, you have achieved, you are special, you are powerful, and that you get things done and make a difference. They thank you for your courage to remember who you really are. And to bring a mindfulness to the sense of agency that you have and have always had inside you, ready to unleash at any time. Take a deep breath with me, in through the nose, filling up the lungs, feeling the tummy rise and holding it at the peak. And when you're ready, letting it go, letting the air out the nostrils, feeling the tummy tighten and all the air exhaled. Let's do a couple more deep breaths like that and then return to your normal state of breath. So to recap, please remember along with your trauma there may be natural common feelings or beliefs of entrapment helplessness and immobilization. To some degree, you may feel like you can't escape the awfulness of it. Agency. It's just a fancy term 
for a feeling of being able to make things happen. To cultivate a sense of agency, remember a time when you felt accomplished or successful or loved. Or pay attention to the little things that you do each and every day. The things that make a difference to yourself and the people around you. You are powerful. You are loved. Um, And I invite you to just tune into this on a daily or weekly basis. And I hope it's helpful to you. Thank you for listening and have a mindful day.